This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Hi, I'm Ralph Tucker from Tucker Media. The year 2020 has certainly presented challenges for everyone across the world. In 2020 Revision, I'll chat to a cross-section of the community about their experiences and learnings in this truly unique period of history. From business owners, to professional athletes, to new mums, everyone will share their stories. And to give it an authentic 2020 feel, I've recorded these chats at my kitchen table over Zoom. Mahmood Hussain, welcome to 2020 Revision. My pleasure, Ralph. Now, you're the CEO of Global Drone Solutions based in Perth. Can you please take me through your 2020? Look, um, from a drone perspective, our business has done extremely well. I have to admit I was a bit concerned, of course, like everybody else in January on what the outcome is going to be due to all the uncertainty. So, But what we did is we realised that some of it was in, in our sort of court and some of it was outside our control. So uh, we focus on the bits that um, you know were in our control and uh, our business has grown 300 plus percent. So it's been a fantastic year for us, although it's been a bit, bit of a mixed bag for the industry itself. So what do you put that down to? That's an amazing result given, I guess, the doom and gloom around certain industries. For you to grow as a business is quite amazing under these circumstances. Well, look, Ralph, you know, it's like everything else. We've now been established for five years. Uh, we've been working with you for a number of years. And so what's happened is that uh, as a business, we have grown and we've got ourselves a really great reputation in the marketplace. We have over 100 uh, five-star reviews. So the whole team's um, ethos has been how do we make uh, the experience for our clients to be uh, risk-free and, and 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 pleasant, and because we've done that for five years and the building the brand, uh, where the the opportunity was in the marketplace, we were given that opportunity to quote, and that's all we ask for. Um, the other thing that we did is, because of all the marketing that we do, we realised that like every other business, you get objections of you know, we can't afford it or we haven't got time. Well, the time issue was here's a great opportunity. So we marketed to the people who were saying they didn't have time. And so, well, while you sat in lockdown, what about upgrading um, your certification or, you know, better still getting a brand new certification in, in the drone industry? And uh, I have to admit, they took us up on that. And um, so we've been super, super busy. I guess like most businesses, when COVID hit, you had to adjust your drone piloting school to comply with the the regulations and have people in at a safe distance and all of those things. How was that received by your client base and your staff? Well, look, it's like every uh, other large organisation, and we're very lucky. We've got a lot of tier one companies like BHP, Rio Tinto, Chevron, uh, Shell, the Water Corp, Department of Education, I knew having come from these large organizations in my own history in the past that the training would be stopped and so would marketing. That's the normally one thing that you know you see. And, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. But it wasn't just from a financial point of view, but it was also the 
travel, the restrictions, you know, to uh, travel. Um, and we, having that knowledge, what we did is we focused our marketing on the small to medium-sized, you know, businesses. But of course, the first thing we had to do was upgrade the training facilities, not only from ensuring that they were safe, but, you know, to uh, make sure that we have enough room uh, and social distancing. We're very lucky in the complex that we, you know, our um, training facilities in, they actually had uh, a facility that was for up for lease and um, it was four times the size that uh, we, we currently had. And so we negotiated some deals. And, you know, the interesting thing was it's this camaraderie that came about because the landlord said, look, I understand we're all in the same boat. I'm not getting paid for it anyway, so you can use that for free. Now, how good is that, right? Now, that's what really makes me so proud to be an Australian because we stood together and realized we're all facing the same challenges. So for the six months that we utilized that facility, they did not charge us any extra, but allowed us to have a lot more space and not only meet, but exceed the requirements of the you know four square meters and, and everything else. Uh, but it, there are very good things like that and that we marketed that and people realized, wait a minute, uh, we can go to this facility and ensure that, you know, we're safe or our staff are safe. So that's, that's the, the thing that helped us. But the other thing is, you know, having the staff, the team that we've got that were knew we would have to face different challenges. And uh, I'm so proud of them because they had to jump through a lot of hoops. But they did. We delivered and we continue to do all that training uh, throughout this COVID period. It's amazing when you think that Western Australia probably had one of the more strict protection policies in the in the country in terms of lockdowns and all of that. But in your industry, it is open to people that are able to do things in, in different ways and you're able to conduct the training the way that you want to, but also market to the, the people as well. So in that environment to thrive is obviously a, a testament to, to how, you, as you said, build up your business's brand. So absolutely right, Ralph. And, and the other interesting thing was that we had invested in the business in not only technology to improve the process and the systems, but we'd improved in the training material as well so that we had an option of people learning online as well as in the classroom. And so what we did is we focused and promoted the online part of our training more aggressively. And instead of having to spend five days with us, what people had to do was spend just two days with us, do all their learning, the theory component of the drone pilot's license, which is, you know, 12 modules online. And then they came to us just for two days. So, you know, it all sort of came together. I mean, nobody knew about COVID, but, you know, having that invested that couple of years ago in the online training uh, certainly, you know, came to the fore. And, and to be honest, it's what really kept the business going. Now we're back to, you know, sort of 50-50 face-to-face training in, in, on a five-day course and 50% online because there are still, you know, quite large, you know, areas which are regional and people don't want to, you know, come down to Perth and spend, you know, travel and accommodation and, and everything else. Now, part of what you do to keep up with the latest trends and, and laws and everything that are going on, you have to monitor everything really closely from the, the authorities. What has been your take on, on how the 
drone industry has progressed in, in 2020, even though we have been in this period of, of uncertainty as a, as a country? Very good question. Um, and because nobody knew about COVID, CASA, the Civil Aviation Safety Authority, um, brought out a new manual of standards um, back in 2019. Uh, April 2019 gave the industry 12 months, so it's supposed to go live on the 10th of April 2020. And of course, you can just imagine, you know, the mayhem that uh, COVID caused. Um, but look, CASA came to the party and they basically said, we'll give you six more you know, months. Although our company didn't need that, we actually got approved back in January 2020. We were the third company to do that. Again, it's that focus and being at the forefront, ensuring that you know, all our training material was the latest and you know, met all the requirements you know, uh, ready for April. But look, in general, it's such an exciting industry. I mean, there's so many good things that happened. I'll give you some examples. You know, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen now air taxis, you know, you know, uh, Jetsons, here we come. Because just go back three or four years, uh, people think, oh, yeah, I'm not sure whether this is still a dream or not. Guess what? You know, Uber have said in another two years, right? Uh, we will have Uber taxis, drone taxis in Melbourne. So they'll have them in Dallas and, and, and another location in, in the US. But it's not just that. And that's made massive progress this year, by the way. Uh, so you've got air taxis now being fueled or tested with hydrogen, you know, new fuels, right? And that's just got a game changer, uh, you know, from an air taxi you know, perspective. And I'm really excited about it. Um, then you've got other software and hardware being introduced. Now, LiDAR laser scanning technology, you know, was relatively new uh, in drones two or three years ago. Um, before that, if so large, you needed, you know, Cessna uh, and manned aircraft and helicopters to, you know, use it. Well, now it's been miniaturized by some fantastic companies here in, in Australia. And so for underground mining, you know, laser scanning, is a game changer and you know that's now being well and truly implemented uh, on top of that you've got multi-spectral cameras for the agricultural industry you've got improvements in powered lift aircraft which take off vertically fly around like a you know a fixed wing aircraft and then of course land uh, vertically as well uh, there's been a massive improvement heavy lift drones so that can fly for you know um uh, 30 minutes and still carry, you know, um, up to half a ton, right? So there's a massive amount of work that's, that's, uh, and, and products are being introduced to the marketplace. On top of that, the really exciting area is artificial intelligence, machine learning and deep learning, all these algorithms being introduced and proven in, in the marketplace. So you've got unmanned traffic management systems being introduced where aircraft can tell through artificial intelligence craft uh, are in the area, whether that's manned aircraft or you know, unmanned aircraft, plus what you know, uh, detects buildings and other obstacles in its way. So you can just see combining all that, what an exciting area. And COVID has not had a major negative impact because a lot of these, uh, you know, technology, whether it's hardware or software, has been developed in labs, right? And so we've been allowed to go out and test it. So, so pleased that I am in this industry because it certainly has massive potential for the front, you know, going forward. 
and and it's bringing more and more companies into the industry and the best thing is we're getting more and more clients because there's more applications and, and it's been proven now that you know drones can help you reduce cost reduce risk and improve safety which is you know one of the best things uh, you know in the marketplace it's amazing to think that through this period where there was skepticism and some depression around that companies that are embracing technology the ones that are that are moving forward and by the sounds of the anecdotal evidence in your business in that 300% growth is also reflected in what's happening around the world oh absolutely and um, you know i know a number of businesses um, who've grown even more not in the drone industry but in uh, other industries where they've grown more than 300% because the opportunities came along because of covid for instance, I know one safety organization here in Perth, suddenly I've, I've gone from a million dollar a month turnover to $10 million turnover right, a month. And what they do is they do all the security scanning and checking for COVID before anybody gets onto a mine site. Right? So not only are they doing it at the airport here and the regional airports, but then they're doing it at the same at nearly every airport and every mine site. Right. So suddenly you can just see, you know, they were in the right place at the right time. And, you know, they've taken on their workforce as just, well, multiplied. And the good thing is there <clears throat> is that the, the industry mining oil and gas are, are pay well. So they didn't have the difficulty like some of the companies uh, are facing where, you know, you're trying to, you know, uh, employ uh, somebody on fifty or sixty thousand dollars, while jobkeeper and job seeker just doesn't, you know, cut it. Right, so it's going to have its challenges. It's just one being at the right place at the right time, but secondly, more importantly, being able to see that opportunity and take it and exploit it and do something about it. So, I mean, based on our conversation today, your main learnings out of twenty twenty would be the fact that out of sometimes desperation comes inspiration and you are actually able to thrive and create more business opportunities when perhaps others can't particularly sort of see them. So it's remaining optimistic, I would imagine, would be one of the learnings for for you in 2020. Absolutely, Ralph. I still remember this day and I recall it regularly with my team. Back in January, we're only a small team of six people uh, full-time and another six are part-time and um, putting the team together and saying, listen, guys, we don't know what's going to go on in, in, in the future. Uh, going to be a difficult time. We want to make sure we still have the same team. Uh, and what we'll do is we, we, we'll reduce hours so that we're working 50-50, you know, 50% of the time. And so that we can ensure we can all pay our bills, right? But I still want to end up with the same team at the end. And that's very, very clear in my head, that discussion. And it was not an easy discussion because you just don't know whether, you know, how your staff was going to take it. And you don't know their circumstances. Can they, will that 50% be able to pay for their bills? But look, it just, just changed. You know, we've now just taken on, started um, on Monday this, this week, a GM for the business because I can't, you know, um, you know um, manage just with, with the amount of workload that we've going. And of course, we are going, you know, national now, we, we, even through COVID, we didn't allow that just to stop us. I have to admit, initially, I thought, oh, this is going to be a bit hard because we expansion plan for 2020 was national. Uh, but it, it slowed us down, but we still got there, right? 
But you're absolutely right. What we had to do was we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Let's work on today. Let's keep motivated and let's keep learning and see how we can take the opportunity to streamline and become a lot more agile so that whatever comes our way, we, we give it the best shot to get that client and that business. So with that in mind, what are you looking forward to most in 2021? First of all, a little bit of travel, right? We, we have made quite a few inroads uh, and they now have representation in every state, which we didn't have last year. So even through COVID, we did that. But my job with the GM coming on board is to really go on and focus on expanding that footprint for global drone solutions on these course. Let's face it, you know, we tried and tested this business and the model and and made it very efficient in only 10% of the population. 90% of Australia's population is on the East Coast. And our plan was always to go and do that. So that's priority number one. I'm pleased to say that uh, one of my team just came back this morning from Northern Territory. We delivered some training over there over the last week. And we're getting lots and lots of inquiries from all over Australia. So my job is how do we get a bigger footprint on the East Coast and help other people join the drone industry. Mahmoud Hussain, thanks very much for joining me on 2020 Revision. Thank you very much, Ralph. Thank you for giving me the opportunity.